Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Life in Sport podcast. We're joined by NRL referee Todd Smith. He actually refereed his seventh game in the middle on the weekend, actually, in Canberra, down in very cold Canberra in winter. How's your day going so far? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was uh, down in Canberra on the weekend and uh, got home late last night, so pretty cruisy day today, just recovering from the game yesterday and uh, reviewing the game as such. So, yeah, not too, not too bad. You're nice. And how did the recovery go today for you? Yeah, not too bad. I had uh, the week before off, actually, because I unfortunately got uh, COVID, which oh, I'm sure yeah. most people have uh, experienced or um, know people that have uh, got it at some point over the last couple of years. But I managed to escape it all this time and, uh, yeah, unfortunately came down with it uh, about 14 days ago or so and had to have last week off. But yep. uh, they got some good protocols in place where we eased back into our like training as such and got yep. through them and was able to get back out of the field on Sunday, which was great. So, and uh, yeah, got through it and uh, physically felt, felt pretty much hundred percent, which was, which was good. So. You know, that that's good stuff. Honestly, I was, I was actually about to ask, but you kind of answered it, which is how did you handle the recovery from COVID into going straight back into refereeing? But as you said, they've got very good protocols there, which is wonderful to hear. Let's get stuck into the interview. At what age did you start refereeing? Um, I started at 14 years old. I was uh, playing uh, at the same time, which I think, Majority of refs um, kind of enter the same way. You, you start playing and um, get to that age around 14 or 15 and, um, you know, kind of make that decision where you want to keep playing or not. And I did keep playing for a few more years uh, after I did start refing, uh, mm-hmm. but then got to about 16 or so and um, was still one of the smaller players in the team and uh, obviously had that dream like most kids and wanted to play first grade as a player and probably thought that wasn't going to happen. And, um, yeah, I was enjoying the refereeing and, um, yeah, getting um, some positive feedback from the people that were uh, mentoring and coaching me at the time. And, um, yeah, I thought it was something I wanted to, to progress with. And, yeah, glad I made, kind of made that decision. So you know, That's awesome. And uh, which um, area did you grow up, you know, refereeing and uh, playing in? Uh, so I played in the uh, – I lived down on the Northern Beaches, so I played in the Manly Comp yep. um, and then joined the – yeah, the local Manly Rest Association from there. So, um, yeah, so I came through the ranks down there on the Northern Beaches. And, um, yeah, the, the age when I started, particularly the senior footy, was a pretty strong competition. So yep. um, we had a lot of good referees as well in, in the area that, you know, progressed on to ref at uh, New South Wales grade levels and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a good good area for me to, uh, to yeah, take it up and to learn the trade, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously that literally answers my next question which was going to be did you play rugby league or any other sport growing up which that answered that was answered in itself but did you play any other sports as a kid uh yeah a few i did like living on the northern beaches i did uh the old old surf club thing which most kids do on the northern beaches which was good um did a fair bit of swimming um which is like obviously individual type sports but then team sports played a bit of baseball as well and um uh, went into a bit of coaching as well uh, after playing and um, which was something I really enjoyed and uh, got to travel uh, to, the, to the United States uh, wow. with the team I was involved with, with baseball. So, yeah, it was something that I um, yeah, did alongside the footy, but um, kind of now all just footy. But, uh, yeah, it was when I was growing up and a few years back, yeah, there were the other sports I was involved with. So That's awesome. Um, and when you said earlier just before that, you know, 15, 16, you know, you decided to really commit to, you know, refereeing and whatnot. At what point after that, or was it at that point in particular when you decided, right, I want to actually be an NRL referee? Like, I want to work towards that dream. Yeah, that was pro- probably not straight away. Um, probably uh, when I was turned about 18 or so and just finished school, 
um, and uh, got selected into like the New South Wales junior rep squad, which okay. uh, you had to be eight, 18 to get into. And um, yeah, I got into that pretty much once I turned 18 and started refing the Harold Matts and SG ball comps, which, you know, same for most players. If you want to progress through the first grades of play, they're the comps you're going to play in. And it's yep. the same as a ref. And yeah, once I got picked into that squad and kind of saw what the pathway now was and I was in a squad of 60 people in there and you kind of knew, well, if you wanted to make it, you had to work your way through that squad and then through another one to get to NRL. And um, yeah, once I, I think, yeah, pretty much once I started getting involved in, um, yeah, the footy outside, just your local junior league footy and reffing the Harold Matson SG ball and stuff like that. That's when I really decided, yeah, it's something I wanted to do and have a crack at it. So Yeah, that's fair. And speaking of, as you said, it was around 18 when you decided, right, I want to give it a crack. But during your time as a 15, 16, 17-year-old referee, um, who was like your biggest influence and, you know, the the biggest, um, you know, could say guiding force behind you, you know, sticking with refereeing? Because I can imagine it would have got tough at times being a ref as well, and it still probably would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you definitely got definitely something you need a really good support network for. Um, probably at that age when um, I was, uh, yeah, before progressing out of the Manly areas, definitely people uh, involved in that referees association, probably not one person, but probably half a dozen or so that um, were involved with um, the, the association and uh, coaching and um, had done it themselves. So people like Jason Walsh, who uh, was a first grade touch judge, and then there was other guys like Shane Charman, uh, Jason Elkins, um, that were reffing in the in the grade squad, and also Matt Noyan, who's also a current um, NRL referee at the moment himself. He's yep. from the same area, so those kind of guys, um, yeah, were, were a big influence on me at that age. And um, yeah, it was people to look up to and kind of help you through um, the struggles that it, that comes with the role, I suppose, at times. Yeah, that's fair. And you got your start in NRL as touch judge as like you said you have to progress through it. most refs start as touch judges in the NRL before they get to you know uh, control it in the middle and that was in 2018-2019 how did um, you as a professional referee handle the unprecedented COVID lockdown in 2020 and the bubble in 2021? Yeah they're both um, pretty unique experiences um, 2020 was obviously was, was pretty tough uh, obviously because COVID obviously just was new for everybody and no one knew what to expect. And um, particularly when the comp initially got shut down and um, not knowing uh, what was going to happen, I just per- purchased my first property and oh. the day the day it settled, the comp um, got shut down. So yeah, there's a lot of stresses that come with that and yeah. not knowing like, like, and I'm sure there would have been hundreds of thousands of people in similar situations with work and all that kind of stuff, just not knowing what was going to happen. But um, thankfully uh, the NRL did such a great job in, in getting the games back uh on the field and we were able to uh yeah get back out there obviously we were put under some pretty strict protocols which was obviously at the time extreme uh necessary um to keep the footy going and yeah and you know with with the footy being able to 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 play each week and it just you know whilst we're living under those um extreme protocols as such we knew that by doing so and the footy being able to go ahead the joy that probably brought to so many people that we're in lockdown and, you know, I think the highlight of everyone's week nearly was, you know, Thursday night footy coming around and actually get to watch some footy on TV because you yeah. weren't able to go as a spectator to the ground. And so, yeah, you knew that we were doing it for the right reasons. And um, it probably more just got hard at the back end of the year when the restrictions kind of started to ease and, mm. you know, all your mates and stuff like that were able to, you know, go out and stuff like that. And we were still kind of locked down. But um, fortunately for me, I was able to have a pretty successful season in 2020 and end up touch judge in the grand final and the origin series at the back end of the season so yeah wow what was um, that like for was, you oh yeah it was, it was unreal it was something that um i didn't expect to happen and um 
yeah, obviously we went back to, I just debuted as um, in 2019 as a pocket ref and in 2020, obviously they went back to the one ref. So was there touch judging and um, yeah, was fortunate enough to, yeah, to get the grand final at the end of the year, which was, yeah, as I said, not, not something I wasn't expecting, but it, um, yeah, it was lucky enough to go right through to the end. And just with that COVID lockdown season, with the fact that they played Origin that year at the um, the end of the year. So yeah. ended up doing um, the three Origin games after the grand final that year. So it was a pretty good way to end and make it kind of all worthwhile, that little lockdown season. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And how was the bubble last year? Because there was a lot more somewhat relaxation but relaxed as in protocols but there was still some strictness up in Queensland um and how did it differ to the big you know strictness of the 2020 yeah I found um whilst 2021 was probably more of a change in the fact that we all got relocated and all that Mm. kind of stuff I I fit for me personally and everyone's everyone's different with their family situations and things like that for me 2021 was actually probably better Mm -hmm. um the fact that we got to move up to Queensland and um we did the initial two weeks up there. We were under like a, a quarantine situation as such and only left the hotel for games and training. But once that two weeks were up, we were pretty much free to um, to live our lives up in Queensland, like, oh, a Queensland, like a Queensland citizen. Obviously, there were some protocols around, but yeah. Queensland were um, obviously with the borders shut and that. There was no real COVID going around up there. It was only one or two little scares where we got locked down again. But um, yeah, if we were down here in New South Wales, we wouldn't have been able to do some of the things we were doing up in Queensland. So... The fact that, um, one, the NRL was able to get the games going again by relocating everyone, but two, um, for us and people to also bring their families up and have a little bit more freedom um, up there was, uh, yeah, it was something that was was pretty good. And, um, yeah, for, for me, it was probably a little bit easier than the 2020 year, um, even though we, we moved to a different state for three months. So Yeah, but exactly. As you were saying, even though you moved to another state, you were also able to have that normality back in your life of actually being able to go to Coles if you need to get something sort of thing or, mm. or go to the, you know, shops for, you know, whatever on a day off rather than have to be locked down like you were in 2020, which I, is why I, I get it was easier for you in 2021. Mm. Uh, during the 10-week NRL break in 2020, though, what was your Netflix or Stan or, you know, so uh, streaming service binge? Like what show did you absolutely watch everything of? Oh, geez, there was a few. I'm trying to remember back that far now. Um, I think I went through all the suits. I definitely yep. watched all the suits around that time, I think. Um, I don't know. I know Ozark just finished, but did that come out around then? Maybe the first couple of seasons, potentially. I think it did, so, yeah. yeah, shows like that. I'm not a massive Netflix watcher, but I'll, mm-hmm. the odd series that pop up, I'll definitely get into. But um, yeah, that was definitely like most people, what you were doing to, to pass the time back then. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, um, how do you handle any criticisms, whether it's positive, negative, uh, neutral, that come your way or the general referee's way when on field or post-game? Um, obviously, it's something that you deal with from a pretty young age. Um, yep. It's probably worse, to be honest. Well, not worse, but this, this, the face-to-face confrontation is probably worse when you're coming through junior league footy. I've been told you that, just, yeah. Yeah, because you you're doing the game at the local field and it's pretty much just you and a rope. Yeah. Uh, in between the spectators and the parents and all that kind of stuff. And you, you pretty much hear every comment that's made. Whereas when you get through to through the grades and then through to the NRL, yeah, there's, there is more criticism, I suppose. But on, on game day, you, re- you rarely hear anything because the crowd's so noisy for one and you've got an earpiece in one ear. So you, don't re- you just hear noise. You don't actually hear specific comments, I find. Yeah. Um, obviously, though, there's that extra criticism that will come post the game, um, which, which you don't have at the local level. Um, yeah. So you know, social media and, you know, stuff like that, which will pop up. And 
yeah, definitely not uh, easy to deal with initially. Um, I suppose the more you um, are confronted with it, you learn of ways and strategies to, to try and block it out and stuff like that. And look, fortunately, I haven't had any um, major uh, negative experiences to date and hopefully that stays away. But yeah, the NRL do a great job in um, educating us and looking after us if, if things do cross the line, I suppose. So um, yeah, it's just... It's, un- it's an unfortunate part of the job, but um, yeah, we've got a pretty good support network around us in the, the squad of referees and then uh, our management and uh, head office and stuff like that, that they, they do a good job in educating and supporting us through uh, any difficult times with the criticism. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on game day, not just Sunday, but any game day for you, um, <coughs> talk us through a game day of Todd, you know, from when you wake up to when the final siren of full time goes, how do you go through you, go through that game day? Um, I'm not super set on my ways, but um, yeah, I like to. It's a, it differs a little bit depending on the time of the game. Um, obviously, you could potentially have a game that kicks off at eight o'clock, or you might have the three o'clock game in the afternoon. So, I generally try and, um, if it is a night game, sleep in as long as possible to try and um, shorten the day because it can potentially be a long day waiting around to eight o'clock, um, and then have a bit of a later breakfast because you you want that later lunch because uh, it's you definitely can't have. Uh, dinner as such if you're having that eight o'clock game so that's what yeah. I try and do in terms of eating and uh, shortening the day a bit and, you know if it's a travel game we might go for a bit of a walk around the town and have a look or if I'm down uh, if it's in Sydney and I'm traveling from home I like playing a bit of golf not that I'll play around but I might go to the driving range for yep. half an hour and hit some balls to kill some time and get a bit active but um, yeah and then pretty much once you get to the game it's it is pretty pretty structured for me in sense that go through the same routine as such that get there that you know hour and hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes before and um, just have a bit of a look around and you'll touch base with the physio that we there have on the day and um, get any treatment that's required. And then um, I like to have a bit of a um, caffeine uh, drink mm-hmm. about an hour before just to get going. And yep. um, yeah, from there we warm up about half an hour before kickoff and I try and always get make sure that's uh, finished within 10 minutes before kickoff so I can come in and not be rushed to you know, make sure that Komsky is working and, um, yeah, be ready to get out on the field. So, but no, no, any, caffe- any caffeine drink in particular? Uh, I go the BSC hydroxy. Uh, that, that's my go to. I don't drink yep. coffee. So, yep. uh, yeah, it's kind of just like a pre workout type drink. And, um, yeah, BSC, uh, looked after us for a while. So, uh, yeah, yep. I like, like the, their products and, uh, yeah. That's my go-to. So yeah, nice. Um, if you could referee alongside any former, like past referee, whether it was pocket refereeing or as a touch judge for them, who would it be and why? Oh, it's a good question. Um, oh, um, obviously, like when I probably started following footy um, or knowing about who the refs were and such, people like um, like Bill Harrigan was probably the first referee that I knew of as such. Um, when I started watching footy and kind of knowing who people was and taking notice of the refs, I'd say, yeah. So I I reckon that would have been pretty cool to run his line. Um, Other guys uh, like, you know, Sean Hampstead, Shane Hain, people like that, that were Steve Clark that were all reffing um, as I was getting through the grades as well um, that I never got to to run with. They would have been pretty, pretty cool as well. And um, then fortunately, once I've made the squad, some of the other guys that um, you'd watch on TV and stuff, I've had the, the privilege of running lines for them or in the pocket or whatever when we had the two refs. So, yeah, but pro- probably those guys that I mentioned were ones that didn't get the opportunity to, but, yeah, that would have been pretty good. So Yeah. I, I remember watching those ones in particular. Um, Bill Harrigan was 
again, I was around a similar age of, I just as I was understanding rugby league, it was Bill Harrigan. And then when I was a bit older, like <clears throat> between like 10 and 14 sort of thing, it was Shane Hayne, Tim Manda, um, yeah. you know, uh, Gavin Badger as well, which, mm. um, and all them. And absolutely, I agree. I would, I'm, I'm obviously you're in a dream job to do with the NRL. Mm. So I could only imagine what it would be like to referee alongside um, any one of those, of those former referees. I've got one last question for you and it's what advice would you give to any youngsters who are thinking or, you know, have aspirations of becoming a professional referee? Um, yeah, I definitely encourage it. If, if it's something that you um, were looking, looking to do, um, it, it's not an, an easy path if um, getting through to the first grade is what you want to do. So it's, it's definitely not going to be something that's just going to happen. Um, even if you think, you know, or think you're going all right with it or um, getting some good praise, it, it still requires a lot of hard work. But I, I find that it's definitely something that's really rewarding. Um, and even if you don't progress all the way through it, like um, me just taking up uh, refing in junior league footy, I came across a lot of contacts through there. And before I became a full-time ref, um, obviously you need to work. And I, I worked in, in footy in different roles at the NRL just through people that I met um, as a junior league ref. So no matter what level you get to, I suppose, as a referee, it may potentially open doors in other areas of the game and um, you, you gain some valuable experience in dealing with some pretty unique situations that you won't do in um, most things in life, I suppose. And yeah. they can definitely be um, an advantage when, you know, you're applying for jobs or, you know, anything. But um, So whilst, you know, the end goal might be trying to get to, to first grade, um, and I definitely encourage it because it's a great great job to have um but even if you don't um progress that far it will definitely provide a lot of other opportunities in in other areas in, in the game and outside the game so honestly that's awesome i'll just quick quickly click 